What's up, family? <clears throat> it's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Carol Jane for the win. We still here. We ain't gave up yet, okay? Because when you quit, that's when you lose. Oh, look. These are some I am affirmations I wrote for myself. Um, and I just want to share this with you just in case, you know, you need them. Okay. I am minding my business. <laughs> I am second to God. I am important. I am worthy. I am valuable. I am healthy. I am a leader. I am powerful. I spelled that wrong. Mm-mm-mm. I am evolving. I am e- I am aware. I am enough. That's just a few. Okay, write those down. And you uh you get to applying them, okay? Because if faith without works, you guessed it, it's dead. Um, oh, this has been on my mind all day, right? So, sex, right? I lost my virginity on purpose. I planned it out. Um, I was 19 years old and, uh, I was ready. I never felt pressured. Because I knew that what it was all about. So I thought. I'm like, you know what? I don't want it to be nobody that I think I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. You know, I didn't want any sentimental value with a person. I didn't want any person that. I knew and loved because your first time <clears throat> ask somebody I don't know I don't know I might be jaded but ask somebody ask five out of five people if they stay with the person that they lost their virginity with okay I will wait I will not wait by the time you give me five out of five people I'm gonna be dead okay period so that's that. So I knew that my virginity was something that I kind of just wanted to experience on my terms with somebody that um, that really, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all. <laughs> it was all about the story for me, okay? Because at some point in time, you were like, okay. You never know who you want to tell this story to. And here, I'm going to tell y'all this is the story. <laughs> so, my close friends already know this story. But basically, this is how it went down. So, I was 19. He was 25. And, oh my God. So, it's just, he was not white. He was Albanian. Okay? But, here are the key features. Um, 
he he had white skin, of course. But um, his eyes was like blue green, and I have always been into eyes. Okay, so colored eyes. That was kind of the only reason why I wanted to date outside my race because black people don't really have colored eyes. But hey, you know. I was young and very, 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 very shallow. Anywho, so I was 19. I was broke. Okay, broke. I didn't have no money. And he had his own business. He was doing like this construction or painting, something of that nature. And, uh,. What else? Oh, the main thing, because <laughs> I was young, and this is back, back a couple years ago when chargers was like, you know, popping. They were hot, so yeah, he had this white charger, and psh, after that, it was a wrap. Because I didn't want my story to be, you know, broke down, you know. Middle school, high school, sweetheart in the backseat. Like, uh, I just didn't. I didn't. Okay? Judge your mama. But anyways, that's the story. So, after that, I kind of had this, like, sexual liberation whole phase, if you will. <laughs> but no, um, I did. I slept around and I did a couple things and... I did some bad things, and I got caught up in a lot of things, Um, but I made it out alive, and I'm here to share that um, as a woman, sleeping around does us no good. It does you no good. And so I literally just got done watching this video by Hot Dog. Hold on, wait a minute. I literally just got done watching this YouTube video by um, Hot Damn I Rock. I want to say, like, the official name is Hot Damn I Rock Shit. I'm not sure if he, like, officially um, has that name. No, no, no. It's Hot Damn I Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the video is called Girls, Girls, Girls. And so, in this video, it's a 20-minute video. And he's talking about, um, basically, the stories of why the women he slept with let him sleep with them, right? And it was so relatable. It was so triggering, really, because he's basically coming from a male perspective and he's like you know I really wasn't it and you just let me sleep with you you let me do whatever I wanted to do to you why why when I put in no effort I put in no effort to try to get to know you to understand you to learn you you know None, none, the bare minimum. And so the responses that he got, which is all too familiar to me, was, um, I feel safe with you, right? So basically, majority of the women were saying, you know, I've been raped. 
I've been abused. Like, dudes have literally smacked me down and choked me till, till I nearly passed out. And it's so many women like this. And we get air quotes labeled as crazy because of the traumatic and traumatizing events in our lives and our responses to them are so toxic to ourselves and our self-worth that we just completely let ourselves go. We completely let our self-worth go. We completely lose ourselves and say, you know what? I'd rather have a piece of him than sit by myself and have and and hate all of me. Because just a piece of him, I like me a little, a, a little, a smidge, just a little bit more. Because I don't have to focus on me. You know why? Because All of my attention, all of my efforts, all of my energy is now going into him. I'm pouring all of me into him. I'm building him up because I refuse to sit down and heal myself because it's too hard. It's too hard. The truth hurts. The truth is ugly. And I run away from the truth so much so that I give my body and all the best parts of me away at an exchange rate (laughs) that is so unfair to me because what do I get in return do you think after all of that after giving all of me my loyalty my body my mind body and spirit to somebody do you think do you think that it's reciprocated (laughs) do you think the loyalty is there do you think the wait 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 sometimes women don't even bother to have such a high pedestal for loyalty because you know a man is going to be a man blah 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 right but the appreciation do you think hey thanks for rubbing my back thanks for ironing my clothes thanks for checking up on me thanks for loving me when my parents didn't thanks for holding me down in jail when nobody else would call right send me money thanks for letting me drive your car thanks for letting me live with you thanks for like do you think that dudes have a smidge of appreciation you know what most of the time women get do you know what they get after they give all of them to a man do you know the response that they get this is what i got verbatim i never asked you to do that (laughs) i can't make this up i never i never asked you to do that and do you know how triggering and how unhelpful that is to a damaged and a jaded and a bitter and traumatized, unhealed, low self-esteem, low self-worth woman. It doesn't help her at all. It doesn't help her at all. And she doesn't feel worthy of a good man. So what does she attract and what is she comfortable and familiar with? the asshole the one and and it's not just the asshole but it's the narcissistic asshole it's the one that makes it known that you don't matter and you and i'm the prize it's 
men out here walking around. <laughs> I'm the prize. You lucky to have me. You know how many girls that want me and I'm actually giving you time and I'm actually making time in my day to drop down some deep. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the society and, and that's the circumstances that we live in. And I'm just here to tell you, any woman, my nieces, my fellow cousins, my fellow sisters, okay, to the men who have daughters, tell them that is not worth it. Okay, sex can be used and it can be used in an intentional way, right? But sex with everybody is not worth it. It's, it's not worth the looks. It's not worth the accolades of, oh, I got him and the popularity contest. It's, it's not because at the end of the day, who was that? Lauren Hill talking about boys only want one thing. That thing, that thing, that thing. I don't know the song right now, but you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. Um, it's so many times, so many scenarios that we see that women lose every time. And so in that video that um came, his name is Kane Carter. Hot damn I rock. So, in that video, he's basically explaining, you know, the the emphasis and the strategy behind why men do that. Why they just have sex with women. Because at the end of the day, ultimately, it's a game. It's a game, and it's this whole tally of men who they get points by the baddest chicks they do, by, you know... And what he said was something, something so phenomenal that I really took and um, appreciate, which is they will hold down like a top-notch chick just so nobody else can have her, knowing he ain't good for her. That's the part that I love because, and it's them type of women because you you wouldn't believe it's the most beautiful, I mean, talented women who are just, tangled up and and stuck in relationships because their inner self-esteem their inner self-worth it doesn't matter how many likes it doesn't matter how many other dudes you know it's that one dude that already unlocked her mind into tricking her into believing that she's only worthy of him because he didn't knocked her down so much so that she only feels like she's just crazy enough that he's the only one who can deal with her crazy. And why is she crazy? From the things from her past and from the things that she deals with actively from a toxic man. And um, I've seen this with my mother, I've seen this with my grandmother. I currently see this with my sisters. And people are looking at me like, you know, what's wrong with you? Where's your man? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm a little traumatized. 
maybe. And I'm not always saying that I will forever be single, but I will forever take this time to love myself, to pour into myself. Because at the end of the day, that can wait. You know, it's so crazy because, you know, as you're young and you're first learning sex and you're first, you know, having sex, your sex drive is out the roof. They say once you lose your virginity, it's like opening a, a, a um, can of Pringles. Once you eat one, you can't stop, right? <laughs> if you don't learn self-discipline on your sex drive, it's going to be a problem. You have to abstain and withhold yourself and discipline yourself because your natural body reaction should not control how you react. You should have control over that. Like, that's something you should actively work on. It's, it's not that serious. It's really not. Um, what else did I want to say? So, I just want to say... <laughs> love yourself first, okay? Love others. And um, mind your business. Because at the end of the day, you live your life and you go through what you go through. And and at this point, I have accepted that some people will never get through. Listen to me now. Some people will never get through the things that they go through because they don't want to. And you have that choice right now today to decide whether or not you want to grow or whether you want to ignore it. Because if you're comfortable you're ignoring it. The more uncomfortable you get with life, the more you stretch yourself to things that you haven't seen, things that you haven't done. Do something that you haven't done to get the results that you have never seen, okay? You do not have to conform to society. You do not have to meet the quota of, oh, I smashed. I smashed about 50 girls. It's like... Oh, that's what I wanted to hit on because here's the thing about life. (laughs) You think it's going slow, but it's going fast. And so as men age, their sex drive decreases, right? That's why we all know about the pill, right? What's that pill? Is it the blue pill? Is it blue? I don't know what color it is, but you know what pill I'm talking about for ED, okay? Because it stops working. I don't know at what point, but it's... It has a lot to do with nutrition, which we know a lot of these men are not taking nutrition seriously. Seriously. Their health and exercise, all of that plays a plays a factor. And these dudes nowadays, my peers, heavily, heavily inebriated under the influence of alcohol and and marijuana and all of this stuff. Like <laughs> so their stuff is not working as well as it could. <laughs> Right? Right. Okay. So as men get older, it stops working. And as women get older, our sex drive increases. Isn't that crazy? I know. Whole time. You know, y'all skipping out on getting married. (laughs) I don't know what young chick you going to be fulfilling (laughs) for you. Because at the end of the day, people... Men, I'm not going to say people, men love to say that um, they waiting for the right one to settle down. 
I'm gonna talk about this more on a different one. <laughs> but um you get where I'm going because life is gonna go so fast and pass you by that while you trying to catch up and keep up with all of these women and everybody <clears throat> your stuff ain't gonna be up. Okay, and that woman who poured into you, that woman who sacrificed herself for you, who poured into you, and you couldn't even say thanks. <laughs> All right. All right. Love yourself, love others, and mind your business. Peace. It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Um, I'm expired. Expired? <laughs> I'm inspired. I'm inspired today by this book. <clears throat> I'm just starting to read. We're actually going to go or go over a few topics from this book as I get more into it because um i'm taking you along on this journey as i'm journeying 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 okay yeah (laughs) oh my gosh like it's really smoky in here like seriously it's really smoky in here i'm kind of scared i'm trying to cook this macaroni all right I don't think I'm gonna die. Let me turn on the fan. Just yet. It's really smoky in here. Okay, so the book is called <clears throat> 12 Rules for Life. This is by Jordan B. Peterson. And I have yet to start the first chapter, okay? Yet, because the pages prior to the book, the forward, it's like 15 pages. And then after the forward, it was an overture. And I'm like, what is this? And it was another 15 pages. And so I had to read it all, you know, because oh, I'm just that type of person. I, I hate to skip over stuff. And I, I just, I do. All right, I'm just going to read this one sentence. I underlined it. I don't know why it's important but i'm just gonna read it because if you don't reach for them it is certain you will never feel that your life has meaning and perhaps because as unfamiliar and strange as it sounds in the deepest part of your psyche we all want to be judged um and I wrote a little note <laughs> to go along with that is you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So I've always grappled and struggled with my life, with loving my life, with understanding my life and basically needing 
to have meaning, right? And basically, that's what this book is kind of jizzly about. It's about not not more so the meaning of life, obviously, but basically that we all desire and crave structure, orderliness, and guidelines and rules, right? And in this day in our in our um, existence of humankind, um, I believe that all of the religions um, were created to kind of give you a gist of morale of a of a moral code, right? Because at the end of the day, you kind of grow up to decide what your values and morals are whatever you believe in you have to stand for something or you'll fall for anything right i mean be that as it may anything you believe could be true or false you know and there's justification just listen i cannot talk today justifications and you know different facts and whatever to back up whatever you believe in or don't believe in, right? Because of lack of evidence. Um, so anyways, I grew up as this angry child. I mean, angry at life, the world. I was so angry. Um, not at God. I was angry at my mom for having me. I'm like, girl, look. I didn't ask to be here. Like, my life was in my eyes. In my perspective, it was really hard. But I'm telling you the truth. I didn't go through nothing, honestly. I mean, I went through some stuff, but it was, like, over-dramatized because I was just a spoiled, self-entitled brat. And I just came out of this world literally like that. I didn't choose this life. It chose me, okay? I can't help that I thought that I was entitled to the world when I didn't work for it. That's just, you know, growing up on Disney, growing up on, honestly... I stayed in the house and I read a lot of books. I read so many books. I watched so many movies. And in my head, I was the girl of Princess Diaries. I, you know, I just didn't find my royal family yet. Like, I'm not this poor black girl with no resources. Like, that just wasn't my identity. So I never really um, took heed to that. So that's that. And I just... I, I I won't say I hated, but I very much a lot disliked my mother. And it took me a long time to actually transition into loving her unconditionally because I had so many conditions for her that she just didn't meet. And I was just really upset. I was just like, how did anybody give you the right to have these children? Honestly, just to have me. I really could care less about my other siblings because it wasn't my fault that they was here and their fathers and all of that. It just didn't concern me. That's me, again, thinking of myself and being entitled and being a spoiled brat. But nevertheless, um, I got through it. I got through it. It was a lot of deep prayer, a lot of... I read the whole Bible from front to back. Um... Again, I had to start from the very beginning, and I had to read the end. And then most of it, honestly, I couldn't even pronounce the words. I didn't understand it, but 
It's the fact that I read every word, every dot, every period, and just so I could say, I read the Bible from front to back. <laughs> um, Cause out of it, I, I still couldn't tell you nothing about. It's <laughs> so many people you could talk to them and they can like verbatim reply all of these passages and scriptures like by heart. And I'm like, um, James 29, 13, you know, one of them. Or John 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And I only, I only, like, memorized that because it's, it's so played out in life and in the world. And that's kind of the gist of it, right? Just so I can be a part of the conversation. Um, I feel like a lot of people spend most, probably the bulk of their life suffering in a bad way. Like, we all suffer, but the more you put restrictions on yourself and the more you think about it and the more you compare yourself to your parents, to your peers, to your siblings, to someone like you have no um, similarities or qualities to like a freaking famous person. <laughs> um, I feel like the more you fixate on those characteristics and those people and their circumstances and you start to kind of um, put too much pressure on yourself on the kind of life and or legacy you want to live and or leave behind right so many people decide hey I'm gonna have some kids and I'm like why because that was my biggest question growing up like why why girl because my mom had seven kids prior to me I made eight for both my mom and my dad. And at both of them, at first, the majority of my dislike, of course, went to my mom because she was the person who technically, you know, was in charge of me being here because, you know, women have the choice to not <laughs> have the baby. But she was that type of woman. And she's like, I did not believe in abortion. And I'm like, girl, you had, you had children, you know? And some people, a lot of people have children because they they lack that family that they didn't have growing up. That the attention and the need to fill that void of unity, of familyship, and of love. Honestly, a lot of people, all of us here are insufficient of love and we don't actually know what love is. But it's in the Bible. I don't know if you're going to believe it or not, but God is love. And it is literally in there to tell you that there's no one above me ever. Not your parents, not your siblings, not your husband, not your wife. It's me. I'm going to fulfill everything that you need in this world because without me, there is no you. It's kind of like your parents, right? Your human parents. Um, again, all of this is theory. All of this is stuff that I believe my my values and my morals and the stuff that I decided to go with so <clears throat> yeah but God is love love is not a feeling or emotion I feel like we got tricked into believing that how somebody feels about you is love and you like love is a feeling and it's like love ooh, feelings change okay because let me tell you something I love a lot of people and there is I don't know if you know this, but there's a difference between having love for someone, having love for somebody, 
and being in love with somebody. So um, there's this saying, and it's the beginning of, uh, I don't know her name right now, but it's Juanita something. And the song is, I don't mind waiting. And in the beginning of the live song, she's like, I'm not waiting on God. I'm waiting in God. And you have to be a believer to really understand and decipher and decode what that actually means. And so it's basically alongside the the saying of being in love and waiting on love or having love for someone. Um, But you got to I just feel like at the end of the day, for me, you got to know God to know what love is, because God is the only the only thing that can love you unconditionally because we're all born sinners we're all born imperfect and God doesn't care how imperfect you are he knows he created you he knows everything he knows how messed up you're gonna be before you are and he's still like you know what just apologize just acknowledge you know and strive to do better and strive to you know be a servant to your brother and sister because if not then um there's no resurrection no repentance and no for me it's just no happy ending (laughs) because it's like you know i messed up and god is like okay you know I just feel like it's it's too much pressure on yourself if you if you feel like you have to be perfect and you don't feel like you can mess up or somebody else can mess up and say I'm sorry or forgive me, you know? Because just think about all the things you did wrong to your parents, your friends, anybody, to yourself. And then just to have that pedestal for somebody else to never make a mistake, to not have flaws, it's just unbecoming and unbelievable that we put on to other people what we don't hold accountable to ourselves and so I did a whole lot of prayer work just for me to first I wanted to understand why my mom had me and had all these kids and um because from my point of view it didn't really look like she enjoyed being a mother because you know my mom is one of those people that uh she couldn't wait for us to turn 18 and she was done (laughs) and the whole thing about it is parenting does not stop at 18 and that's that's the sad part about it because oh we tis 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 and there's just no rules and there's no you just don't know until you know until you get through it and i just feel like that's the beauty of life is just getting through it and not comparing yourself and not wondering and wishing what could happen for you or to you. If you don't get up and make it happen, then it won't. And I'm just here to tell you that you should live your life best to your ability and your standards and your definitions of success and of love. Okay, let me check on this macaroni. Because uh, if I don't, I just might burn the house down. I don't think my neighbors would be too fond of me burning down my apartment. I just got here only a year. Um, it's actually not looking done. Uh, alright, okay. 
We're gonna leave that in. Mm. A smell stronger? I really don't wanna burn it, but. To me, it's better to be burnt. <laughs> Cause I know that it's done. Don't take no advice from me, I'm not a cook, okay? And I'm not no freaking life guru. I'm just living life by my own terms and I have fun on purpose. Um, I used to be <clears throat> really down and out and I used to hate life, right? But I learned to live and really talk to people that, that lived, right? Especially my mom. Like my mom never stopped to stop living her life as she wanted, she, you know, because I've had many... <laughs> many conversations with her about why you had all them kids she's like because i wanted to and couldn't nobody tell me nothing and i didn't care about nobody judging me and all of this stuff right and she has no regrets she says she would do it again okay and it's it's all about owning owning yourself owning your truth and living in your truth and not being afraid to do you regardless of what somebody else and what society thinks there's always going to be opinion and a comment that's against you. So what? No, everybody wasn't for Jesus, but Jesus still had to walk and do his mission and fulfill it. And I'm not saying that you are Jesus or you're anything close to Jesus, but strive to be. <laughs> strive to walk like Jesus, okay? As a standard, it's just a guideline. It's not something you have to do. Okay, goodness, people get so caught up in the logistics and the facts and all the information. It's like, you know, you're literally born dying, okay? And the more you spend your life focused on death, focused on all the negative things, the more it will come to you. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. So think of abundance. Think of prosperity. Think of the most out of space, out of world opportunity for you because why not you? What's stopping you but you? Your limitations on what you believe that you can achieve. Now, growing up, <laughs> I was kind of upset that if they, because, you know, they tell you if you can think it, believe it, then you can achieve it. And so <clears throat> I was growing up thinking that I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> I really, really wanted to be a pediatrician, and then huh, I went to school, and um, I flunked out, <laughs> and it didn't matter how hard I studied. <laughs> I mean, I studied. I, I put restrictions on my life. I cut out my social life. I did this and that, and here's the thing. Sometimes the things you want desperately <laughs> are just not for you, Okay. Obviously, there was a different plan for me, and obviously, I would have been unhappy, and I could think of a million excuses as to why it didn't happen, but the point of the matter is, it wasn't in my cards, so I had to get a new hand and play the hand I was dealt. I, can, I couldn't really sit and complain about what didn't happen. I had to make something else happen. I didn't really have time to focus on the things I didn't have, and I had to be grateful for the things that I did have. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I, I really wanted to share that in this episode and there's more. Um, I'm really hoping who, whoever listens to this at any point that it helps somebody to really just focus on your life 
and on your mission and on your goals and on your values for you. I live my life so much trying to please my mom and trying to fit into this narrative that I was supposed to be this good person. And I wasn't living. I was just existing. And the whole thing is like people outside of you tell you you're not going to have a happy, successful life if you work too much. If you don't have kids, if you don't do this, if you don't save your money. Blow the money, okay? Live your life to the fullest. Live every day like you're dying because you are. From the day that you were born, you started dying, okay? And there's no time or hour when you know exactly when it's over. And because of that, it is your responsibility to live each moment, each second, and savor it. Like it should last because you don't. No, if tomorrow is there. Tomorrow is not promised. Today is not promised. So live each day gracefully, mercifully, and forgive people. Forgive yourself. Have fun. Enjoy it. I'm not telling you to pursue happiness. (laughs) I don't think that's the right. I don't think happiness is the right. I think you should learn to be content and enjoy the suffering and manage it and deal with it as best as you can but don't think so highly of yourself because i know a lot of people kind of go against christianity or go against any religion when they feel like oh i'm supposed to be the chosen one i don't i don't it's not supposed to rain over here and it's in the bible it rains on the just and the unjust Okay, bad people get blessed far more greatly as it seems in this world, in this dimension on earth, far more than people that are actually disciples of Christ. And biblical Christians be like, ah, it seems like the scammers are having a better blessed life than me. I don't know. Okay, but this is something that you don't see. It's the favor. The favor of those who actually do right, okay? Favor isn't fair, and that's something that people learn the hard way. And you can't buy favor, and you can't work yourself up and talk yourself up for favor. It's something that has to do with you knowing God in your heart. Because um, a lot of people, they just don't know where they're going and they're going nowhere fast always know that it's quality over quantity i really want to become this like famous youtuber and i was like producing a lot of videos and this is why i had to transition over to this podcast platform we're gonna see and i've been sparingly firing few of these episodes because i'm still learning i'm still growing um and at the moment i'm just having fun <laughs> But uh, I just, I wanted to be famous and I wanted to make a lot of money. And I was doing it all for the wrong reasons. And uh, God had to sit me down like, girl, (laughs) that's not it. That's not it. I got upset, but you know what? At the end of the day, it really wasn't for me. It wasn't serving me in no kind of way. And I wasn't really serving nobody but myself. So... Think of somebody else. Love yourself first, of course. Love others 
and always 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 mind your business peace